0: It's my last night of summer, my last night before going back to school. And you know what I want to do more than anything else?
1: Talk about comics?
0: Yes. I'm Christina Edelman. And I'm Chris Edelman. And this is Chris's on Infinite Earths.
1: The podcast where nothing will ever be the same.
0: This week on Chris's on Infinite Earths, we're going to be talking about Secret Wars, issues 8 and 9. So if you have not listened to our previous four episodes, go back and give them a listen, unless you're really familiar with Secret Wars.
1: In which case, welcome to the podcast. Now, this week we didn't have any iTunes reviews left, but just a reminder that if you leave any iTunes reviews, um, Stitcher reviews.
0: Or Facebook reviews.
1: For our podcast, that we will uh, shout you out on the show. Your reviews help people to find us, to listen to us, and then to uh, experience this great podcast.
0: All right. So are we ready to dive right into issue eight?
1: Issue eight, the appearance of a very particular and very important to some people costume.
0: Yeah. All right. Summary.
1: The heroes race to Doom Base to save She-Hulk. In an epic battle between heroes and villains, the heroes get the upper hand and save She-Hulk just in the nick of time. The villains are imprisoned in Doom Base with the heroes taking it over.
0: Back at the alien village, Colossus cradles a severely weakened Jaji. Using the alien telepathic vapors, Colossus melds minds with Zhaji to discover that the Wasp wasn't actually dead. Hawkeye and Captain Marvel discover her alive and well.
1: The X-Men are cautiously watching Galactus in the absence of Captain America's team. Back on Doom Bay, Spidey discovers an interesting black blob that makes him a brand new black suit. Just as he's beginning to enjoy it, the heroes receive a telepathic message from Professor X. Galactus has begun devouring the planet.
0: So, issue eight. What do you think?
1: This issue is going to take us very little time to talk about because it's a lot of action.
0: It is. The entire thing just feels like the climactic action pack sequence in the middle of like a, what you would expect in a in a Marvel movie.
1: Oh man! So this might be the prototypical Marvel movie giant fight scene.
0: It just maybe.
1: <laughs> so, um, as far as I'm aware, this is the most expensive single issue in the collector market of secret wars
0: really well it is a little longer and it's the debut of
1: yeah this is specifically it on the cover of this issue uh shows spider-man in his black costume for the first time Mm -hmm.
0: so for those of you who are not familiar with spider-man's black costume let's get a little backstory there's going to be a lot more in the marvel universe that comes from this black suit that we don't see and won't see in secret wars you may know it as the Venom suit.
1: Sure, because it is Venom. It is Venom. Hey, spoilers guys, this is Venom. It's not going to be talked about in Secret Wars, really, though.
0: No. It's just kind of this cool suit that happens to get made for um Spider-Man. Now, some backstory for what this actually was intended to be. When the black suit was brought into the Marvel Universe, they really just wanted to give Spidey a new suit. But It was met with such, like, outrage from the fans that they needed to find a way to get rid of it. Hence the whole idea of, oh, well, this suit is actually its own living being that wants to take over Spider-Man, so it's evil and we've got to get rid of it. And then they bring it back for a little bit because, well, then people actually liked the black costume, so they brought it back as not an evil suit. But then the artist hated drawing it, so then they got rid of it. So this is a big case of Marvel listening to the fans a little bit too much.
1: Yes. Uh, the black suit's kind of made appearances on and off since then. It comes up occasionally. I kind of wonder if... The original thought was, this is a, this is an alien symbiote that will take over Spider-Man when right. they're writing Secret Wars.
0: Right. In this issue, we kind of maybe get some hints at that. But the idea that Jim Shooter bought, he he bought this idea from somebody who submitted it in a competition. He bought it for $220. The idea was originally that this suit should be something that Reed Richards and the Wasp uh, I guess Reed Richards for his smarts and Wasp for her Her keen style. Her keen style, yeah. yeah Design him this new outfit. So that was the original idea proposed in 1982. So two years later, they'd already kind of teased out in one of the Spider-Man issues that he was going to have a new seat, suit, which is what people reacted very poorly to.
1: They're like, no, nah, red and blue.
0: So it may have been that that reaction to that preview kind of sparked the, well, we're going to do this suit. Because we've already got this cool cover, but we can maybe make it seem like it's maybe going to have some fishiness to it.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's actually like the very... It's funny that it's the cover, because it's like the last thing that happens in the issue. But Mm -hmm. the first thing that happens in the issue, however, is the heroes having another classic Secret Wars. They're all flying in an awkward fashion. Thor looks pretty heroic in Captain Marvel and uh, Torch, but Spider-Man is riding the back of Hulk.
0: Yes, we we saw this happen in one of the earlier, like in-flight pl- panels. Yeah, Spidey riding on Hulk, and then uh, Iron Man carrying uh, some of the heroes on just a just a slab of, of rock.
1: Yeah, they just find these these convenient slabs of rock to carry other heroes <laughs> on. It's pretty good, uh, and they're heading off to Doom Base, as was uh, alluded to in the last issue, to go rescue She-Hulk.
0: Now, I find it a little silly that that like Thor and Hulk are moving as fast as Captain Marvel. Who can move, like, at the speed of light.
1: She's, um, she's slowing down to keep up with them.
0: Right. Yeah. Sure.
1: <laughs> she does want to go there by herself, but then have to wait for everybody else.
0: I guess that's, I guess that's true.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. She's, she becomes light and then still talks to people. And I'm like, you'd just be gone.
0: Comics. <laughs> Comics. So the heroes manage to make their way into Doom Base with very little resistance
1: yeah thor just what like throws his hammer through and then boom
0: yeah no villains come out to meet them and uh, no wonder because as we remember from the last issue all the villains were just beating up on she hulk
1: yeah i mean most of them
0: most of them some of them were not and one of those who was not is
1: enchantress who's having a bender
0: yeah, she is slurring her words drunk uh, deep in a a, a goblet there. And Where'd she get this so- goblet? I was wondering, because all they've been finding has been like alien nectar and different things, but she's calling for more mead. So, I mean, maybe the Enchantress can just summon it? Probably. Right? I mean, that is what would make the most sense. But maybe she's found some alien booze.
1: Yes, so she's getting drunk because of the reason why she always has some melancholy, which is the um, spurning... She wishes
0: Thor loved her.
1: Yeah, she wishes Thor loved her. Enchantress has kind of made herself a little viewing window to see where Thor is. Like, a magic viewing window.
0: Yeah, because... Enchantress, we've established, has whatever powers the plot calls for, kind of like Magneto.
1: Right, which is funny because she seems to just be really focused on Thor and not the fact that he's smashing into the base that she's currently occupying. (laughs) And then on the next page, she eventually just kind of trips and falls over.
0: Falling down drunk. Yeah. Just very, very sloppy. You'd think a goddess could hold her booze better.
1: Maybe it's purposeful. She just wants to be drunk. Mm Mm-hmm. So then we have a, a brief little panel interlude uh, moving to Volcana and the Molecule Man.
0: Yeah, who are getting kind of boring.
1: A little bit. They they seem pretty one-dimensional at this rate.
0: Right. You know, Volcana is just, oh, I'll protect you. I'll keep you safe. Hmm.
1: And he's just like...
0: Because remember, Molecule Man <laughs> was pretty severely wounded by Wolverine. Uh, uh, readers,
1: I'm sorry. I just kind of threw my head back and unconscious and uh, realized that this is not a visual media. Good job. <laughs> so, that would have been tough.
0: So uh, then we out- flash too. So we're getting a lot of perspectives here. We see Claw, who has released the lizard from right. They re- he's released lizard from captivity.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't like people being captive. Because he was captive for a while.
0: He also mentions that he loves the way that the lizard speaks.
1: Yeah, because the lizard does the. S- Thing
0: mm-hmm. I love your voice for a lizard, it's great.
1: Oh, you do you want to do a thing? Do oh, me there, to, there's
0: there's gonna be some good do you want things me to later on. Do, do
1: a lizard. Do
0: a li- oh you can, yeah. Do the lizard right here.
1: Who frees me? What sort of creature is it? What is its name? Speak.
0: It's fantastic. It is. And I love Then it.
1: then Claw kind of explains to him why he freed him. Claw is so goofy in this compared to his original incarnation in Fantastic just Four. He seems kind of
0: kooky and does whatever he wants. and
1: Maybe his however much time um, trapped in the hull of a ship made him feel a little, a little
0: kooky. Well, yeah. I mean, just not being an actual human form, just <laughs> being energy trapped in a spaceship, that would do a number on anybody.
1: Well, so this interlude ends pretty quickly. And then we go over to the villains who are still um, beating up on She-Hulk, or are about ready to... Do the final blow, I guess.
0: Yeah, it looks pretty rough. She's got the Absorbing Man wailing on her with his ball and chain. Uh, wrecking Man with his crowbar. Right.
1: Re- <laughs> you mean the Wrecker? The Wrecker. I like Wrecking Man. I the think- Wrecking Man. <laughs> the wreck- <laughs> Hello, I'm Wrecker, the Wrecking Man.
0: <laughs> the Wrecker with his crowbar and the rest of the Wrecking Crew with their various implements. And Titania has just... this. I feel like these ships are just made to be, like, torn apart and thrown at people. Because that's what happens yeah, so much. Yeah, because they're toys. They're toy ships. The villains hear the heroes entering Doom Base and decide that they've got to leave She-Hulk.
1: But not before Doc Ock delivers the, quote, coup de grace by throwing She-Hulk very hard against a pile of rubble.
0: Yeah, and does not look very good.
1: So we do a really quick... Well, again, this is just quick interludes, the issue of Doom just kind of stumbling around in his bedroom as he's still kind of steaming and
0: mm-hmm.
1: having some... I love saying ennui, but it's just he's having some ennui.
0: Yeah, he's been...
1: it has got Ultron as his bouncer.
0: Mm-hmm, he's been thrown to the surface of the planet from Galactus's home world ship up in space. And so he's... Pretty beat up and feeling pretty dejected.
1: I would at least need a nap.
0: Yeah. (laughs) At least. And, yeah, he just does not seem his regular doomy self. Like, he's kind of just given up.
1: Right. So now we're at the heroes, and the Hulk punches a hole in the wall. But I thought Thor had already smashed a hole in the wall. Which (laughs) makes me wondering, or makes me wonder, are the heroes just perforating this, this entire thing? They're just going... Uh, maybe Hulk, I'm sorry, maybe Thor smashed a hole in the wall, but it didn't actually like go anywhere. So he's like, oh, gotta smash another hole.
0: Or maybe just need, yeah, it just needed to be a bigger hole. Right. I mean, Mjolnir's only so big.
1: That's true. So, well, Hulk hits it.
0: Mm hmm. And all the flyers are rushing in. And I love how Reed Richards. Mr. Fantastic is always drawn, like, stretchy. Uh, He's drawn just elongated and long arms and super tall. I'm like, does he need to be that way yet? Or do they just need to show off, like, this is Reed Richards and this is his power. He stretches. Yeah, I
1: don't know. Um, in In the Kirby Lee Fantastic Four, he didn't just always do that. He just pretty much only did it when it was necessary. So, I don't know. They just want to do it.
0: So, Iron Man has rushed in. And gets right to the face of the Wrecker's crowbar.
1: Right, but then he retaliates with a repulsor beam.
0: Mm-hmm. Which gets the Wrecker pretty good.
1: Yeah. And a lot of this next, the, the next few pages even are just kind of quick battle shots.
0: Yeah, this it's a pretty intense battle with a lot of back and forth and different little storylines that are going on, which to me is the ultimate like Marvel movie climax, big action scene. I, I you know, that's I just imagined this in movie form the entire time I was reading it.
1: It's always it's interesting to me that cuz I just think of it as like comic crossover and it's probably just based on the ways that we came to comic books.
0: Right. I mean, m- most of the current comics that I read right now aren't huge on the big dramatic climactic action scenes like that's not
1: yeah because the big dramatic climactic action event comics that have come out recently have been bad
0: maybe we need to have a separate podcast about that (laughs) Uh, so so
1: doc ock um manages to open up a water tank that a very
0: conveniently placed large water tanker which happens to be right above where the human torch is flying hey
1: he planned that
0: very well planned. He has a PhD. <laughs> if I ever get a PhD, can you please call me Doc? Oh, of course. All right. <laughs> I just think it's kind of ridiculous that the human torch he can just—I know you've said this before—but he can just be put out by water.
1: He can literally burn it this at the the heat of a nova, right? But like asbestos or 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 water. Oops. That's it. <laughs> Don't throw a pail of water at the human torch.
0: Right. So he is drenched and just falls into Reed Richards' arms, who once again is ridiculously stretchy all the way to lean back to catch him.
1: Right. And Pile Driver runs in and looks like he's about to get Reed Richards and Johnny, but Spider Man leaps in with the the left hook.
0: Yeah, Spidey does some good work.
1: Yeah, so he takes out Pile Driver with one hit. And then the absorbing man decides to absorb the alien metal that the uh, base is made of, and tries to smash Spidey with his ball and chain.
0: Which Spidey kind of dodges it because he's got his Spidey sense. He senses danger. He's
1: very acrobatic.
0: Uh, yes, he's
1: he's a he's a, a Spider Man. Mm-hmm.
0: He doesn't have his web shooters right now, so he's got to be very agile, which he's pretty good at doing.
1: He's pretty good at doing that. So the thing runs in and tries to tries to tussle with Absorbing Man, but.
0: He turns back to Ben Grimm.
1: Yeah, very strange. This has happened quite a few times recently.
0: And this is a very inconvenient moment for it to happen. Mm -hmm. So just as he's about to get pummeled by the Absorbing Man, Spider-Woman rushes in.
1: Yeah, and just picks up the Absorbing Man and throws him into a wall. And then for the the final blow, throws his ball and chain at his head.
0: (laughs) Which is pretty fantastic.
1: Yep, and he's down for the count.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So Spider-Woman, after this huge blow to the Absorbing Man, notes that this is only the fifth time that she's ever been in a fight.
1: Four of which were in childhood. I don't know. I'm just making that up.
0: (laughs) So she's pretty new uh, to fighting, but she did some pretty good work. And in the background, uh, we have Piledriver heading for Hawkeye. And... I love as Hawkeye approaches, or as Piledriver approaches Hawkeye, Piledriver taunts him and says, Hawkeye the Archer, ha, boy, you're going to need Hawkeye the Mash Doctor in a minute, because I reckon this good old boy is going to mash you. Some fantastic dialogue. I
1: guess that's one way of putting it. But then Hawkeye just gets him with an arrow.
0: Yeah, he he misses. It looks like he misses the first couple shots, but the, it was apparently just warning shots. And then he gets him very good, like right in the shoulder.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a normal arrow, right?
0: Right. He made these arrows in the last issue.
1: I just I feel like pile driver should maybe be a little more immune to an arrow. They kind of explain it away and go like, at this range, an arrow hits harder than a bullet. Does it? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Um, arrow, arrowsmiths of the, of the world, please contact us and tell us if arrows are more deadly than bullets at incredibly close range. Cause I don't, I don't think that's the case. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hawkeye explains it, so it's so. <laughs> Cause it's I mean, harder.
0: Hawkeye is like the best archer in the Marvel Universe.
1: Sure. I mean.
0: But an arrow is still an arrow.
1: Yeah. I mean, the best mailman in the Marvel Universe can probably not necessarily. Take on pile Piledriver. Are
0: we comparing Hawkeye to a mailman? Really? No. Okay, good. He deserves better than that.
1: What's wrong with mailman?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, back on me. All right. <laughs> Moving on. The Hulk smashes through a wall and finds the Enchantress.
1: Yep, who's like, hey, what's up, guy?
0: She's enchanting.
1: She is, and she seduces him into unconsciousness.
0: Yep, very easily. In some little seductive, like, panel shots, and I didn't really notice until this page in particular her costume.
1: I mean, she kind of has Asgardian wear. They like to wear weird headpieces and strange things with circles.
0: Yeah. It looks very, like, 80s workout gear slash princess? Yeah. Yeah.
1: 80s workout princess.
0: Please work out, Barbie princess. That's what the Enchantress looks like.
1: I love it. Also, as she effortlessly takes out the Hulk and then is pouring herself yet another drink, the, the paragon of virtue, Captain America, comes in and she tries to seduce him as well.
0: But can Cap be seduced?
1: Not unless he wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> it is... It's it's kind of weird and puritanical to me that Captain America is like... I mean, I think it's a willpower thing, but it's like Captain America has an immunity to sex appeal in a weird way.
0: He's a good guy. <laughs> He's a good guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I said, very puritanical.
0: So since she can't seduce him, she tries to blast him.
1: Yep, but he just smashes her in the head with his shield.
0: Yeah, she seems shocked that he would he would hit a lady, but... He's like, I gotta do what I gotta do, lady. Wop. You're trying to kill me.
1: That's true. Then the human torch runs in to help him out and is like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm about to get my flame back. But then we zoom over to Titania, who is gonna drop a girder on everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Again. Yeah. Well, that's what she seems to think that's a really strong strategy. And I just want to know how there is this amount of like, she's got like this huge I beam, like massive, like, two or three of her tall. And how is there this massive I-beam that's just, you know, not attached to anything else that she's just going to chuck on people? It's There's very conveniently placed items.
1: Well, if you're going to have a superhero fight, you got to have superhero fight um, paraphernalia. That's true. Girders. So Spider-Man, as she's trying to drop this, this steel thing on the ground, Spider-Man comes up and kicks her in the back.
0: Yeah, he's he, you know, he knew that something was going on up there because Spidey sense. And yeah. finds her, takes and her out.
1: He literally does. Like, she tries to hit him, but he's like, "You, if you can't hit me, like, what are you going to do?
0: I think he literally does a, yeah, 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 at one point. He does. Kind of,
1: not my favorite Spidey dialogue, but there you go. <laughs> and she's about to chuck another, or squish him with another big piece of, rubble on the following page
0: i mean the only blow that she kind of gets in on spidey is she can't actually hit him with anything so she just like slams the ground really hard and makes the ground break up all around spidey so he's like kind of like whoa but can't really land a blow on him
1: yeah so then we cut to hawkeye and ben grimm
0: yeah so ben grimm just can i just say like Seeing Ben Grimm in his little thing outfit, which is just a pair of briefs, mm-hmm. it just seems a little bit more unsettling than it did when he was the Thing.
1: He's just kind of a dude in a bikini. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, he's and he's not. He's a he's a buff dude in a little bit. He looks like he's gonna do like a bodybuilding competition. But
1: what about that is unsettling?
0: It just seems out of place. Like most of the superhero costumes, like Hawkeye, every inch of him is covered except for like his little eye slits and his face. Yeah, that's his superhero costume. But the thing just had his little 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 trunks, so it's just a lot of skin.
1: Thing is probably the least clad hero. Period. Yeah. At least, I mean, in 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 Secret Wars.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Maybe. Period. Probably. Yeah. Is there anybody who wears less than a pair of briefs? Oh, boy. <laughs> I hope not.
1: Readers, let us know.
0: <laughs> don't let us know.
1: So they so they decide to kind of just head off. They're like, well, where did everybody go? I don't know. Let's go this way.
0: <laughs> like, how do they lose track of a battle?
1: It's a big place.
0: I guess that's true.
1: Battles are confusing. So they sneak up on the claw and the lizard, um, who look like they've kind of got them cornered. Hawkeye is... Out of arrows, and Ben Grimm currently doesn't have any power, so what are they <laughs> going to do? Or clothes. <laughs>
0: that's
1: not a problem. Claw technically doesn't have clothes. That's just the way he looks.
0: What? That's
1: yeah, just, like, the red, that's like Claw's skin.
0: You're lying.
1: Oh, this will come up later. Really? Yeah.
0: Are you... Sh- okay.
1: Okay, it'll come up later. Okay. I think he just wears the briefs, and maybe the mask. You know what? It's a little confusing, but... um, And so then they're kind of cornered, and we flash away again. Yep. Yep. So now we're on to Volcana and Molecule like Man.
0: Yeah, being real, you know, lovey-dovey again. But Volcana hears the heroes approaching, so she gets her... She gets her, the equivalent of her flame on? I don't know if it's technically flame. Plasma. Plasma. Yep. So she gets her plasma on. But that doesn't sound near as cool.
1: That's
0: <laughs> true. So she gets her, her plasma on and says that they're going to take, take them on, and the heroes kind of poke their heads in and iron man's a little bit further in and then suddenly there's the huge plasma bat- blast from volcano
1: right which um iron man decides to try to brave himself by going straight through but it really damages his suit quite a bit
0: right and molecule man puts up this transparent shield he says he just solidifies the air molecules yeah, around them as you do comics comics I did a hand-wavy motion with that. Anytime you hear me do the comics, it's a little hand-wavy comics.
1: Yeah, like she's trying to Jedi mind trick the readers.
0: These are not the comics you are looking for.
1: No, they are. You should read Seeker Wars.
0: Yes. And listen to this podcast <laughs> more. To <laughs> These are the podcasts you're, you're looking,
1: looking for. Oh, boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, the rest of the heroes that were with Iron Man head in, which are Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards, Spider-Woman, and Thor...
1: I'm just imagining that Reed Richards' business cards just say "Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards."
0: Well, because we say Reed Richards a lot, but I don't want people to forget that's Mr. Fantastic. I, you know, that's his superhero name. He's the only one that we regularly call by his actual name. Yes. Mhm.
1: I sometimes call Molecule Man Owen Reese. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I- just don't want. I just don't want to confuse our readers.
1: Okay, guys. Reed Richards is Mr. Fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. And I will continue to say Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Or Mr. <laughs> Fantastic, Reed Richards.
1: <laughs> as fast as humanly possible. Mr. Richards, <laughs> I just said Mr. Reed Richards, Fantastic.
0: And they get in there just in, in the nick of time for, for Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards, <laughs> to snag Iron Man out of the way of another plasma blast from Volcana.
1: Yes. This is when we discover comics that the solidified air. Barrier is impenetrable to anything but light, and who can turn into light?
0: Captain Marvel.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So she uh, turns into light and kind of like grabs Owen Reese, and Volcana starts freaking out because she's gonna open his wounds again because he's injured.
0: And Captain Marvel actually seems like she kind of feels bad. She's like, "Oh, he's wounded. I didn't, I didn't know that." <laughs> she goes,
1: "Gee, I'm sorry," which <laughs> is pretty good. <laughs> And uh he just faints again. Molecule man with the with a light touch from Captain Marvel. She didn't really seem to mess with him too much, just kinda
0: Right. And Volcana just immediately I surrender, I surrender, don't hurt him. Yep. Some fight they put (laughs) up.
1: I know, Molecule Man's omnipotent and she has plasma powers. Eh.
0: So Titania had been poised uh when we last saw her to smash down another huge beam on Spidey. Uh, which, in this panel, she finally gets to bring down. I like to imagine, you know, if this weren't happening in real time, that she just was, like, frozen with this beam waiting for us to get back to her.
1: Yeah, we that's what happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, she just wanted to wait until we could
0: see it. And then she smashes it down. But Spidey, of course, dodges out of the way because he's Spidey.
1: Right. And then she, he, Spider-Man just taking it to her, bouncing around, kicking her, punching her, just moving way too fast for her.
0: Mm-hmm. And she seems like to feel like this is really not fair or can't believe that Spidey's dodging it. And he's like, lady, you're super strong. I'm super nimble and fast. We both got powers, just mine are better.
1: Right. And then, although then he throws her literally through the wall out the window. Like, high above the earth where she falls and crashes.
0: Oh, I know. It has to be, like, at least, like, 20, 30 stories.
1: But we know she's still alive because she kind of pops her head up to say not fair and then kind of passes out.
0: Very, just so comic-y there that, I'm all right. <laughs> 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 we both crashed our heads uh, down towards the ground in unison there.
1: This is visual um If I say it, maybe it'll be true. Mm. So we go back over to Cap and Torch who noticed that Pile Driver has had taken that arrow wound. Pile Driver is going to get made fun of in the villain bars forever for this.
0: <laughs> One arrow from Hawkeye <laughs> and he's toast.
1: Right, he's got like powers from Asgard. Ridiculous. <laughs>
0: And as Cap and Torch, uh, rush in, they have to dodge out of the way very quickly from a blast from?
1: Ultron 5. Five? Five. He's a... the first time he appeared, he was called Ultron 5, and then they just decided to drop it.
0: Oh. Yep. So they, uh, Torch and Cap managed to get too close, apparently, to Dr. Doom's quarters, cause Ultron is, you know, Taking it to them.
1: About to bounce him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ultron the bouncer boy.
0: And Torch tries to melt Ultron.
1: But the adamantium is too strong.
0: Mm-hmm. Cap insists that Torch uses his Nova Flame. Mm-hmm. And Torch is like, no, that'll kill you.
1: And Cap's like, no, I got a cool shield. It's fine.
0: <laughs> so he does it. And when we, we see this huge, like, burst of light because this is full no it's bright and when we can finally see again is just this molten hole in the floor by cap
1: right and even if his uh, adamantium could withstand it his internal components apparently could not because ultron is out
0: yeah he's fried
1: however so is johnny that so the human torch is is blasted he is done
0: he had his one blast
1: it's an it's a nova
0: yeah it was a very big blast. I thought it
1: was pretty impressive. It
0: was impressive. did Did a lot of damage. You, know, you got to do that to take out Ultron.
1: I do, although it's funny because it makes every other time they fight Ultron, it's like, can Johnny just go Nova and then we're good? No, okay.
0: <laughs> well, the the rest of the crew probably didn't have you know Cap's shield to protect them from the the Nova. Right.
1: They're like, we have to fight together and we can't just all use our big stuff. Maybe teamwork is not the answer. Hmm. I think teamwork's still the answer. I think
0: you, oh, okay. I was going to tell you, you need to write a letter to the editor. In
1: 1984? Yep. Okay, this is going to be tough, guys. I got to write a time letter.
0: A time letter? That's
1: going to be more than a 44 cent stamp.
0: But less than.
1: Because <laughs> it's to the past. <laughs> oh, boy. So Cap goes in to find Doom just kind of sulking and being bummed.
0: Doom puts up no fight.
1: And Cap just kind of leaves him there because it's like, oh, he's harmless. He's not doing anything.
0: Now, this is probably coming up to my favorite part of this whole issue. Mm -hmm. We have Reed Richards and Spidey and Hulk have found their way to where we last saw Ben Grimm and Hawkeye, who'd been cornered by Claw and Lizard.
1: Right. And Hawkeye, Ben Grimm, Claw and the Lizard are playing patty cake.
0: Yes. And
1: this is not this is not a euphemism. They are playing for realsies literal patty cake.
0: <laughs> so to save themselves, because Hawkeye had no arrows and Ben Grimm wasn't the thing, they somehow talked them into just sitting on the floor and playing patty cake.
1: Okay. I guess it worked. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh. Captain Marvel has found She-Hulk and she is barely alive.
0: Barely alive. And so I don't think that we've seen any blood in secret wars up until this page
1: oh there is a little bit of blood yeah
0: she hulk is bleeding oh that's that's somewhat rare i
1: feel like for um early comics yeah
0: so i think that's really supposed to communicate the severity of her injuries here
1: right it looks like reed mr fantastic reed richards Mm -hmm. has found some healing pods that he has placed she hulk and a bunch of the villains in
0: yeah. So She-Hulk has her own special pod away from the villains, and the villains just have their pods lined up in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That is kind of funny how that works. There's just one in the middle <laughs> and then a bunch lined up against the wall. Um, They're not going to heal Dr. Doom, though, or he can't because... Uh, the
0: healing can't work through Dr. Doom's armor. Dr. Doom is... Covered in you know, metallic armor, and they can't take it off because it's booby-trapped.
1: Dr. Doom has plans on top of plans. It's just plans all the way down.
0: Mm-hmm. The villains that didn't need healing are all imprisoned.
1: Yep, they're all in some little glass cages. Um, Reed is lamenting losing the wasp, and he just wishes he had some healing pods then.
0: Mm-hmm, and Cap feels kind of guilty for the whole thing. You remember She-Hulk was like, hey, can we go look for the wasp? Mm -hmm. You know, she's been gone. She's not with the X-Men anymore. We need to go find her. And Cap's like, nah, she'll be fine. She'll find us. Right. She was not fine.
1: Not even a little bit, Cap. Mm -mm.
0: So I love the different ways that the prisoners are imprisoned. We have some that are in kind of traditional cells, but we have like the absorbing man and lizard in like these... Clear glass-type domes suspended in the air.
1: Yeah, they're like cakes. You know, you gotta put the little glass... It's a little, like, cake
0: display thing, but I just... There's some goofy little prisons.
1: Yeah. If I was in a prison, I would want to be in a cake display prison.
0: Poor Lizard. He was just set free by Claw, and now he's back in a cage. Right. Lizard hasn't gotten to do very much, except for, you know, be Wasp's buddy. And then watch her die.
1: Yeah, he's kind of been some comic relief a little bit. Not to mm-hmm. the extent that Claw has been, but a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. So we have uh, Hulk talking to Thor, who Hulk just feels like, wow, the Enchantress did me in.
1: Yeah. And Thor's like, no hard feelings, bud.
0: Mm-hmm. And Hawkeye and Captain Marvel announce that they're going to go get the wasp's body so they can bury her. So the the heroes have basically just taken over at Doom Base and made it their own now. So they're like, well, I guess we gotta move the body.
1: Yes. Um. So we are gonna flash back over to the alien village
0: where Colossus is at. Which I think it's crazy that Colossus still isn't back with the X Men yet. He's, I mean, he's pretty much healed at this point. Well,
1: does he even? Oh, I guess they are still at the village, aren't they? I
0: mean, Professor X is. He's been in everybody's minds. He must know that Colossus is okay. They could grab him. <laughs> but they just don't.
1: Professor X wants Colossus to get his creepy flirt on because that's the only way that Professor X does how to flirt.
0: <laughs> he and Magneto learned it together. Ugh. So Colossus spots uh, Zhaji, who's kind of... Uh, collapsed i think he spotted her actually in the last issue and he's carrying her at this point he carries her into her hut and sees this jar that apparently johnny had told him about right it contains the vapors that Mm -hmm. jaji used for uh, johnny and her to connect minds uh, in one of the previous issues and so colossus is like well better open this jar and and, and have our minds all meldy.
1: Yeah. I feel like you have to have some, like, permission before you do that. People are just doing it willy-nilly, though. Mm-hmm. So this is how Colossus um, realizes that... This is how Colossus realizes that the wasp was actually in stasis when they thought she was dead. Mm-hmm. And once the stasis field ended, she was a little bit alive. And it was enough alive that Jaji could heal her just at great expense to herself.
0: Right. Because the wasp... She and the lizard were both in the stasis ray that the Wrecking Crew had put on them. So, in the last issue, when the lizard finally came out of his stasis ray or the stasis and started moving around, that was the Wasp around the same time. Which by that point, the heroes were already gone.
1: Right, but Hawkeye and Captain Marvel also kind of come into um, where the Wasp's quote body was to find that the Wasp was there.
0: Mm -hmm. In the Wasp. She is so embarrassed that they're seeing her without makeup and her hair done. Yep. <laughs> of all things. True to herself, I guess.
1: Yep. If the wa- the wasp is going to have a one dimension, it's going to be one very well-established dimension.
0: Huh. To be
1: fair, in this I feel like Secret Wars is like the book of one dimensions. <laughs>
0: So the X-Men, they're pretty intently watching Galactus uh, because they promised they were going to so that, Cap, so that Cap's team could go and rescue She-Hulk. And they're kind of arguing and debating back and forth. Like, is Galactus really going to eat the world? Like, he's just been kind of, you know, fiddling with this machine for a while. and
1: Yeah, he's just been having some sweet chills.
0: But then we have a a, a point from Cyclops. Look! Look there!
1: Yeah, and then that's that's all we get.
0: Mm-hmm. We come back to Doom Base, and Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, is working on Iron Man's suit. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hate the exchange of dialogue they're about to have.
1: It's a little... It's a little... I don't know stilted's the right word.
0: Right. Well, as we addressed already... Iron Man in this is not Tony Stark. It's uh, James Rhodes. It's Rhodey mm-hmm. uh, who's in the suit. And apparently nobody really knows this. But, of course, Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, is repairing the suit. So that has to come off of Rhodey's body. Right. And so he's like, were you surprised it was a black man under here?
1: And Reed was like,
0: <laughs> I, I knew it was a man. And I just felt like it was like the... Lamest, like I don't see color, kind of a line. No,
1: it exactly was. Uh, I, this was like eighties faux progressive,
0: right? So I, I really didn't, I really didn't enjoy that. But it, it does kind of illuminate, like for any of the readers that didn't already know that that was Roadie in there, mm-hmm. and that he was blood, I don't know if if you didn't happen to know that. Now we have this very clear. Okay, it's definitely not Tony Stark.
1: All right. Yeah, but now we know Reed Richards is the I don't see color guy. <laughs> Yikes, Reed.
0: Now, elsewhere on Doom Base...
1: Um, Thor's helmet is back, and Spidey, Spidey sees him and goes, where'd you get that sweet helmet back? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I found this machine. Yeah. Makes clothes.
0: Right, because Thor lost his helmet, and his cape was kind of torn up when uh, from his encounter with the villains a few issues back. So Spidey's suit is also pretty torn up, so Spidey's like, oh, I gotta go to this cool clothes-making machine thing. And when he goes in, he finds...
1: He, I love this little... I'm sorry, you set me up for something really good there, but I love that this <laughs> thing just kind of fits on his head.
0: Yeah, he goes and sits at this little kind of bench and has what looks like, um, you know, if you go to a beauty salon one of those little globes that goes on your head yeah
1: he's getting a perm Mm -hmm. a spidey perm
0: the best spidey perm he just assumes that this is a little machine that's that's gonna read his mind and out pops this little black blob
1: yep which he's like oh cool i'm gonna grab it why is it making my spidey sense tingle oh man now it's all over me Mm -hmm. and on the next page we get the big reveal of the black spider-man suit
0: Yeah, and it does look pretty cool. Yeah, it's And uh, Spidey's like, oh, I kind of just wanted my old suit. I wonder why it turned out to be this black color. Maybe it's because of that Spider-Woman's costume. Because the Spider-Woman that got introduced in Secret Wars, she wears black and white. Yeah. So it seems like, okay, maybe that's sort of a logical thing.
1: And then we kind of get this really quick ending at the end where Spider-Man falls over, or kind of falls over because he feels an earthquake. And then Professor Xavier suddenly appears in everybody's minds and says that...
0: Galactus is devouring the planet!
1: Yeah, just like that. hmm <laughs> You ready for accolades?
0: Accolades!
1: What do you have for your best line?
0: So my best line, the lizard, when the heroes come in and see them say, playing patty cake, I, I need you to, to read this line. In your lizard voice, please. Okay.
1: Disturb our games, and the lizard will destroy you. Once we finish, we will do as you say. <laughs> Patty cake's important.
0: It sure is. What was your uh, best line?
1: My best line was shouted by The Thing at the very beginning of the issue, where he says, Come on, Thor, shout something corny and poke a hole in that overgrown Kwanzaa hut. Before he throws the uh the <laughs> hammer i enjoyed that one quite a bit
0: now all right what about your coolest moment
1: my coolest moment was the human torch using his nova burst
0: that was pretty cool that It did some melted, serious damage i like
1: made a big old hole of the outside
0: my coolest uh moment was the series of spidey versus titania like that battle sequence yeah, i that thought was that was a cool. lot of fun they had some good back and forth with dialogue some and, good
1: acrobatics.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed that.
1: You could see Titania's building frustration.
0: Yeah, slowly because it we kept coming back to it.
1: It was some pretty good um some pretty good sequential storytelling.
0: Mhm. And greatest hero. So uh, who's
1: your greatest hero?
0: Mine is Captain Marvel cuz she's the one who actually finds She-Hulk, which was the whole reason they went there to begin with. Yeah,
1: everybody else was ready to beat People up. Like, we're gonna Marvel go just... beat up
0: the villains and Captain Marvel's like, no, we need to find She-Hulk.
1: Yep. Uh, mine was a captain, but it was a different captain. Mine was Captain America because he did some good leadership and really contributed to them winning that battle. He's like everything Professor Xavier is not.
0: He really is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't, I still don't think either one of them is good at flirting. Probably true. <laughs> That's why we got Johnny.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Good> hit, <flirted. laughs> so did you have a fun moment of silly villainy
0: yes and we've talked about it several times so i feel like i'm it's a little bit of beating a dead horse but that the lizard playing patty cake and the, the lizard and claw that whole little series with them playing patty cake i thought was great it
1: is very silly however my silly villainy is drunk titania
0: oh that's pretty good
1: because it was it was villainy and, like, the, like, long sort of soliloquy. Right.
0: Do you love that she so quickly, like, managed to pull it together to, like, battle Cap and Hulk? and Yeah,
1: she was just suddenly not drunk.
0: Yeah, maybe that's part of being an Asgardian goddess. You can choose when whether to be drunk.
1: You just sober up real fast. <laughs> okay, so um, are we ready to move on to issue nine?
0: Issue 9 As Galactus begins devouring Battleworld, Colossus professes his love to Jaji and vows to fight for her. The rest of the X-Men race to take on Galactus, but after a large explosion, some of the other heroes fear for the worst.
1: Meanwhile, Cap's team travels by spaceship to the battle. Ben Grimm returns to his Thing form and Spidey shows off his new suit. When they arrive, a crash landing is avoided with the help of Colossus, but the X-Men are nowhere in sight.
0: Iron Man manages to damage Galactus's world-eating machine, only to have Galactus teleport himself, the machine, and Reed Richards to his ship. Aboard his ship, Galactus and Reed have the beginnings of a fairly pleasant conversation.
1: Back at Doom Base, Dr. Doom has a new plan and breaks free of his prison cell. He tracks down Claw, whom he plans to dissect for reasons unknown.
0: The heroes regroup after their battle with Galactus, and the X-Men are uncovered from some nearby rubble. The heroes begin to argue about what should be done next, when suddenly, Reed Richards reappears, along with Galactus.
1: As the heroes take on Galactus, they are able to seriously damage his world-eating machine. However, Galactus teleports back to his ship, and Reed Richards informs the team that Galactus can devour worlds without his machine.
0: Back aboard his home ship, Galactus begins devouring the ship as an appetizer before Battle World. Little does Galactus know, Doctor Doom has his own plans to steal the energy from Galactus' ship before he can devour it.
1: Chrissy, did you like this issue?
0: No. And. I'm going to elaborate more on why as we go along, but there is some very wishy-washiness here uh, in, throughout this story on the part of Reed Richards that I feel like several times they're about to develop some plot points, but it's just him being wishy-washy, and it's really, it really, it ruins the groove, it ruins the build of the story. I don't like it.
1: Well, I'm really sorry that you do not like this issue. I was more fond of the last issue, um, yeah. I have to say, but we can go into that as we go. Alright. But uh, if this cover is everyone pile on Galactus, it's definitely true that this whole issue is everybody piles on Galactus.
0: Right. It's the hero's take on Galactus. Sort of. Now we're not. And then now we're going to.
1: Right. So we start in the alien village as Colossus runs out of Jaji's uh, hut to notice that Galactus has begun devouring the planet with a fun cry of my very favorite expletive, Lennon's beard! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yep. Galactus has begun to devour the planet, which I don't know if we've really talked much about how Galactus devours planets, but it's not, like, it, it's not like he like yum, nom, 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 like eats the planet. He converts the planet to like some bio energy, I think they call it. Right. And then absorbs that energy into himself.
1: No, I he Pac-Mans it. Okay. He Pac-Mans the whole planet. No, it's definitely what Christy said, guys.
0: (laughs) So, Colossus, before he rushes out to take on Galactus, uh, he goes in to look at Jaji, who's kind of in this coma like state from healing the wasp, and basically, you know, tells passed out coma Jaji in a super soap opera way I love you, and I'm going to go fight for you.
1: Yeah, effectively. And um, he kind of armors up in his way, gets a steel to become... A steel to become skin. (laughs) Skin to become steel. (laughs) And uh, walks out to take on Galactus.
0: Yeah. And we see Galactus and his ship with some rays of energy radiating from it as Storm tries to approach. So we've got the X-Men coming to help deal with Galactus as well.
1: Right. However, it seems like Storm's, um, Storm? Sure. Um, seems to have no effect on Galactus's ship and self.
0: Yeah. Which, you know, not super surprising because Galactus is like, it's just a force unto himself. It's ridiculous how powerful Galactus is.
1: Yeah. Galactus is as omnipotent as you can get in Marvel almost.
0: mm Professor X starts ordering everybody to get in combat mode. And we have this little bit where Cyclops is thinking about Professor X and how he's been like colder and harder. And Cyclops is like, it's probably because he knew like this was basically all a suicide mission all along. And he was just preparing himself for all of us to die.
1: Or he's just a jerk.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to go with Professor X as a jerk (laughs) for 200.
1: For 200. Um, so Rogue f- is flying up towards Galactus when she's intercepted by one of his kind of probes or something, a little drone. They
0: call drone, it a defense drone, yeah.
1: Who kind of, um, makes a little Erlenmeyer flask at her.
0: Right, which, for those of you who didn't take science in high school. Google
1: Erlenmeyer flask, you have the internet.
0: Yeah, we're not going to explain it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's like a, your typical science looking flask. Which apparently just bumps into her, like it knocks her over.
0: Mm-hmm. So the, he he's got these defense drones, so they can't even quite get to Galactus because the defense. It reminds me a little bit as a reference here that hopefully I would hope all of our readers would get. Uh-oh. But in Star, like in Star Wars, the little when Luke's practicing with the lightsaber, the little yeah. floaty orb thing that just shot out. little... Pew, a little,
1: little, little practice
0: drone. Practice drone. Except this is not practice.
1: This is for real.
0: Mm-hmm. And Nightcrawler, he we do we call it teleporting when it's Nightcrawler does it? Does he have a special name for when he you know poof,
1: pops? This is teleporting
0: teleports. So Nightcrawler teleports himself onto the drone, and everybody's like, "Oh no, watch out!" You know, and and Nightcrawler damages it, and then we see. From the perspective of the heroes that are in the alien village.
1: Like a nuclear explosion or something. Yeah, we have
0: like a mushroom cloud explosion. Which the heroes who are in the alien village, if you remember from last issue, which hopefully you did because we just talked about it. It's like five minutes ago. Five minutes ago. uh, That's Captain Marvel, Hawkeye, and the Wasp. And they're wondering if... They should go and help out. And they're like, well, the X-Men may just be dead, so we should probably just wait for Cab.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, these X-Men are fine, but (laughs) let's wait for everybody else.
0: So, we now see back at Doom Base all of the heroes rushing to a vehicle. Finally, they have a vehicle that can transport them instead of them doing their goofy, weird flying. They have
1: a toy!
0: (laughs) They have a toy. And... So, it actually seems like it takes them a while in the vehicle, because we see lots of different little scenes and exchanges between the characters on there as they travel towards Galactus. Right.
1: Hulk is talking to Thor about kind of his weird relationship between being super strong and being super smart, and how he's losing kind of both, and what does that make him?
0: Mm-hmm. Because Hulk is normally, when he's in his Hulk form, is not smart, mm-hmm. and... In, the, in this particular instance, he he's was both super smart and super strong, but he feels like he's losing his intelligence. So because he's intelligent when he's the Hulk, he's not as savage as he would be. So he's not super savage and he's not super smart. So he just feels like he's a little bit useless. Right. Basically, he's down in the dumps that a woman got the better of him in the last issue.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did also, like, pick up a mountain range a bit ago, so I think he's got a little bit to be proud of.
0: Right, yeah. We don't need to re-bring up that mountain range, because you know I have a lot to say about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) Now we also have Ben Grimm sulking with Johnny Storm.
1: Yes, because he feels useless, because he's not a rock man right now.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, on Earth, I can't ever change back to my human form. And, you know, why? And then... He suddenly he's the thing again and super excited
1: yeah incredibly stoked
0: and you know looking at him he just seems like he has more clothing on
1: (laughs) he kind of (laughs) does
0: you know he has a rocky carapace
1: (laughs) i think his little briefs actually go lower whenever he's in the thing form Mm -hmm. they seem a little bit more like shorts
0: Oh, yeah, maybe.
1: Maybe, maybe not. Iron Man is also kind of thinking about Spider, what kind of staring at Spider Woman and being like, "We still don't know much about her, but she's a real cutie."
0: Yeah, he calls her weird because she's just watching and observing everybody and not really interacting. Which I feel like he would also probably think that I'm weird because that's totally how I am around new people. Mm-hmm. So she's getting judged for being quiet, but and also judged for having nice legs.
1: Yep, he says, but she sure does have great legs. So that's a thing. Mm-hmm. But he is—he also kind of has a little internal monologue about how he's determined and how he's gonna gonna show them all that James Rhodes is truly Iron Man, whether they know who's in their suit or not.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Spidey. Apparently, nobody has seen his black suit until now.
1: Yeah, so he's just bouncing around kind of bragging about it. And he
0: just shoots a web in Johnny Storm, Human Torch, uh, just right in his face.
1: Right. And it seems like the web is generated by the suit.
0: Right. He doesn't need web shooters. It comes right from the suit.
1: Which is kind of strange. And not remarked upon enough for my my taste. I need to know more.
0: Well... Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic, does note that he wishes he had some uh, time to study that suit, but you know, unfortunately, they've you know got to go stop Galactus from eating the world.
1: Right. This is also part of the scene where Spidey decides that he's going to change his spider suit into shorts for just a little <laughs> bit, which just kind of looks silly. Yeah,
0: he he says that he can basically. Change it just by thinking Mm -hmm. that he wants it to be different. Like, he can shoot his webs just by thinking about it. So, yeah, we have, like, Spidey at the beach. Kind of his his beach look. Spidey beach look.
1: (laughs) Reed is wondering, like, how he's so chipper, and Spider-Man's like, well, this is all bonkers anyway, so I've just just given up on pondering how crazy it all is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, unlike Spider-Man, though, Reed is still really pondering the Beyonder and his words, and all you desire can be yours.
0: Right. It's d- deep thoughts. So deep, in fact, that he nearly crashes the ship.
1: Right. It gets um, almost hit by one of, well, it does get hit by Gal- one of Galactus's beams.
0: Mm-hmm. But luckily, Colossus is there and just kind of, Catches the ship and slowly brings it to the ground.
1: Yeah. To be fair, it looked like it was going to land anyway, but he just kind of, kind of catches it.
0: Well, I mean, inside the ship, we see everybody kind of being like tossed around in the air, so it was pretty turbulent.
1: Yeah, it was a turbulent downward landing.
0: I feel like they just, you know, they they weren't in their seats with their seatbelts fastened. Seatbelt light was on. They were beginning their descent. It was not safe.
1: They were not listening to their captain. Do you think Captain America, even when he's piloting a ship, is like, uh, this is your captain speaking. We're going to be heading into cruising altitude, approaching Omaha at about, uh, 3.30 (laughs) local time is.
0: Only if everything is right in the world.
1: (laughs) 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 You have a choice when choosing aircrafts, and I'm really glad that you uh, chose to fly Avengers.
0: (laughs) So everybody's stoked to see that uh, Colossus was there to help them uh, land.
1: But they don't really have much time to think before rushing straight into battle with Galactus and his drones
0: mm-hmm. so Galactus is just you know if you haven't been visualizing this he's at the top of like this mountain with his machine up there so they're just all racing up the side of this mountain and encounter once again these defense drones now we'll note that the X-Men are nowhere in sight we have no idea what's happened to them aside from there's that big mushroom they're cloud dead explosion. don't you
1: know X-Men got cancelled after this oh yeah Yeah. there hasn't been any more X-Men stuff since I'm surprised any of you heard heard of them yeah never (laughs) well uh so iron man takes out a little chunk of a little chunk of galactus's big machine Mm -hmm. however then reed richards or i'm sorry then reed richards is like oh this is great we're taking out the machine we can win and then he's like oh never mind stop (laughs) it's so strange he immediately says like we can win. And then he says, wait, I have the answer. Let's not attack Galactus.
0: Right? And it it's this weird, weird moment here where everybody just gets thrown back. And it seems really confused about what is going on with Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Why shouldn't we attack? And he argues that because they can actually win... That they can't fight Galactus. And he really doesn't get to quite string together the full thought. Well, the ba- I
1: think it basically comes down to we have to let Galactus win because then... Because w- what Galactus wanted to right. get rid of was his world-consuming hunger. Right. And that would save billions of lives.
0: Right. But the reason specifically that they can win spurs that on is because, you know, Reed Richards has thought, you know, Gal- we're not even Galactus's enemies. We're not on Galactus's radar but the fact that they could potentially stop him means that they are galactus's em- enemies so they need to let galactus slay them so he they can spare the universe of galactus's hunger for worlds right it's some really convoluted thought process that's
1: kind of, i'm it's like convoluted for the sake of being convoluted
0: yeah so this is where i start to have some issues with the issue Ah, we have all of the action suddenly stopped for this long, drawn out dialogue of you know why we shouldn't attack Galactus is from this really deep thoughts of Reed Richards. Then all of a sudden, he's gone. He's gone, and Galactus. And so is Galactus. The whole top of the mountain, the machine, the Galact, everything—it's just gone.
1: And uh, Cap is kind of at a loss for words. Oh, at a loss for words. So it looks like the heroes are going to chill until future notice,
0: right? So. Then we see Galactus's world ship, and Reed Richards is on it. And he's, of course, super stretchy. I, I, just always drawn, just very elongated and interesting. Because I guess, you know, you can walk faster with those long legs. It's very true. And he seems to be in, like, the throne room of Galactus.
1: Yeah, Galactus is having a seat in his nice chair, and he's invited Reed to have a little talk with him.
0: Mm-hmm. And he asks if... Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, would like to see his home.
1: And Mr. Uh, Fantastic Reed Richards does want to see his home.
0: hmm So we see Sue Storm. hmm It uh, looks like she's making coffee with little Franklin tugging at her arm, and mm-hmm. she's very pregnant.
1: Yes. Has not had the baby yet, though. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, as as pregnant people, you know, often have not had the baby yet.
0: Yeah. Very rarely have pregnant people already had the baby <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't, My
0: virtue of being pregnant. I think
1: definitely, like, uh, less than 5% of pregnant people have already had the baby.
0: You know, I have heard stories about, you know, preg- pregnant people that are pregnant with twins uh-huh. have one twin, like, prematurely, but they manage to keep the other. What? So there is sometimes pregnant people who have already had the baby. I'm probably right,
1: that because it's less than
0: 5%. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, um, Galactus... Says to Reed Richards, like, think well on my words. And do we find out what any of those words are? No. (laughs) No.
0: We then see Doom in solitude in his cell.
1: Right. Doom's kind of giving himself a pep talk. And he is like, hey, you know what? I'm Doom. I'm going to try this again.
0: Right. He has this revelation. He's like, the world ship is the way. And we don't really get anything else about that. He was
1: just there. That's not a revelation. That was his already thought. (laughs) It's... I was so pissed at that. I'm like, yeah, you were there. You got kicked out, bud.
0: Right. Well, as we find out later, it's sort of a different approach to the world ship. It, but I love that Dr. Doom apparently has like a backup power supply that he can get for his suit just by pushing a button on his ankle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he just bursts out of his cell and leaves all of the other villains behind.
1: Yep. Except for Claw.
0: Except for Claw. And Klaus is like, hey, what are we doing? And Doom's like, I'm going to dissect you. And he's like, great. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was pretty funny. <laughs> he was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Colossus is, is, this zooms back to Colossus, who is looking for the X-Men by kind of throwing rubble. Mm-hmm. And then an optic blast shoots through the ground. And it looks like everybody's good. Yeah. All the X-Men are safe.
0: They were apparently uh, shielded by rock that Magneto drew around them from that blast.
1: Yeah. Good on Magneto.
0: Mm-hmm. And all of the heroes now, X-Men included, are called pretty much reunited in the village.
1: Yeah. So we have a little bit of good good hero banter.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawkeye's making more arrows.
1: With Galactus's name on it. mm <laughs> uh, And Zhaji has awakened... And Colossus is, like, ready for the hug, but Jaji just runs, like, right oh past him.
0: It's this moment of, he sees the girl, and she's running towards, past, past him.
1: Uh-oh. Readers, if there's a bit of a buzz in the background, we're trying to try to edit it out, but we're very sorry. We have company over.
0: <laughs> and, uh, so we've got uh, Jaji who uh, rushes to Johnny Storm, and he's like, not now, babe.
1: yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's busy. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm, He's busy now. (laughs) The heroes have this debate about what they should do. The last thing Reed Richards said before he was teleported away was...
1: Don't fight Galactus.
0: Mm -hmm, So I guess they shouldn't fight Galactus?
1: But some of them are like, well, like, when are we going to be able to, like, how long, who knows how long Galactus is going to wait.
0: Right. Like who no there's no telling when he comes when he might come back down or anything that's going on Uh, but then suddenly reads back yeah he's like we had tea it was nice (laughs) and he's like well we we he let me see my baby and he was basically like you're a good guy and a a good force in the world and i'm a i'm a I'm a bad force in it the world. It seemed like
1: they were supposed to be diametrically opposed. Was kind of the way he said mm-hmm. it. Like you're a force for life, I'm a force for death.
0: Diametrically opposed foes.
1: Oh, that was good. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and Reed Richards is, still doesn't seem like he knows what he's supposed to do here. Do we? Do we fight? Do we not? But then he seems to make up his mind uh, because he wants to see his baby be born.
1: Right. And then Cap's like, Well, I'm going to fight. So then everybody else, I guess, decides mm-hmm. they want to fight too.
0: So before they go fight, uh, Cap wants to uh, thank Professor Xavier.
1: Right, for holding off Galactus in their absence.
0: Mm hmm. So they are all going to go fight together as one big group, finally.
1: Right. They rush forward towards Galactus, but we get a flash of Dr. Doom who's watching all of this from um, Doom Base.
0: Yeah. And he seems to have some plans. And he sees the portal, the like rift in space that shows that the Beyonder is there. This is what they saw at the very beginning and they have not seen since.
1: Right. So something significant is going to happen, he thinks. Mm
0: -hmm. And he's kind of excited about it, it seems. Yeah. And he walks into this lab where we see just... Bits and slabs of claw. Like, yeah, he kind of looks sliced like, some... like a Christmas ham.
1: Yeah, like a delicious bologna.
0: <laughs> which I think may have been where you got the idea that he wasn't actually wearing a suit; that that was just his body.
1: It's a claw loaf
0: because <laughs> it looks like the rind of a cheese. Just as it's sliced, it's all on there still. Claw which... is
1: actually covered in a thin layer of wax.
0: He says he's just made of solid sound, so it doesn't hurt him at all, and he's just fine and moving all around. So I guess his costume really isn't, like, clothes.
1: He's just, he's a sound man.
0: He doesn't have, like, organs or anything. Mm -hmm. It's very, very comic booky, very weird.
1: It's very strange. So we zoom back to the heroes who are basically bum-rushing Galactus, who is dispensed with the idea of drones and is now going to fight them head-on.
0: Right. And they seem to be making some progress. There are some rough blows against them, but they're they're getting there.
1: Yeah, Torch manages to kind of bathe him in fire.
0: Mister Fantastic pops up, and he's like giving orders to everybody, and he's telling the thing to dig underneath and get the anchor wands from the probe. Real. Like, he wants
1: the to top of the machine over.
0: Yeah, he wants to knock the machine over so the thing's just digging.
1: Right. Uh, And Reed tells Captain America, like, he's got to be so close to out of energy that this is, like, the one chance we have to beat him. Mm -hmm. Because it took a lot of energy to transport his home world, and he probably hasn't fed in months.
0: Right. So this is where Reed Richards is like, hey, you know, I want to see my baby. This is why we need to fight. Right. And Iron Man goes in for this really hard blow on Galactus, and it seems like... They did some really good work, and they start going after the machine. But Reed Richards is like, no, 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 no. Don't worry about the machine. You know, get Galactus. Because
1: Galactus looks like he's ready to beat feet.
0: Mm-hmm. And they, they they seem a little bit confused, but then Galactus just flies off. Which begs the question, last time he just teleported. But I guess he's getting low on power. Yeah. So it's easier just to fly off than to teleport.
1: Right, and he makes his ship. way back into the machine.
0: And oh, I'm sorry. Re- worldship machine. Mm-hmm. Reed Richards announces, like, unbeknownst to the rest of the heroes, he doesn't actually need the machine to eat the world. It just helps him eat it more efficiently,
1: like silverware.
0: Right. So he's he's horrified that Galactus is now all on his own. And I don't quite get the why here with Galactus, but he gets back to his worldship. And he starts to devour it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's got to have a lot of energy in it.
0: So I guess the thought is, is he's not powerful enough to take down the heroes. And if he's Mm going to devour Battle World, he needs to be able to do that because they're going to try and stop him. Right. So he's got to get some energy from eating his home. Yeah.
1: And we get this is, it's a full page spread of him kind of Kirby Dot devouring his, his home or his world ship. Yeah.
0: He's slowly converting it all to that. What do they call it? The bioelectric energy or something.
1: Right. And we've got that sliver in space behind him that indicates that the Beyonder is watching.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And as all of this is happening and we see this energy kind of coming into Galactus, we flash over to Doom, who apparently has taken these slices of claw and made them into like lenses right. that line Doom Base, like these rows of lenses. And he says that since, you know, Claw's vibration or energy was so attuned to the ship, since he was part of it for so long, it will help draw the energy from the ship instead of to Galactus, to Doom.
1: Right. And that's the end of our issue.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I do have to admit, I do like how, where we got to at the end of the issue, but it was just not as fun as I wanted it to be getting there.
1: I think the, the wishy-washiness of Mr. Fantastic was just kind of strange.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like it was like they wanted the story to go a direction and then the, t- I don't know. Yeah. I, di- I didn't, I didn't enjoy that part, but let's go ahead and get to Accolades.
1: Accolades. So let's start with your best line.
0: So best line uh, was Spidey it, when he was in the uh, ship on the way to Battle Galactus. was talking with Reed uh, Richards and was like, I have trouble understanding modern art. Who can figure out all this ultra cosmic stuff? I'm just taking it as it comes.
1: That was a. That's a. It's a pretty spidey line,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, it explains his you know worldview on <laughs> on Battle World. My favorite line was um, when Doctor Doom was talking to Claw and says, "To the lab, I'm going to dissect you," and Claw just says, "Oh, good."
0: That is hilarious. Oh, it just like you know, Claw's he's such great comic relief. Which is it's. This. I love that he was introduced.
1: Yeah, it's very strange to me though. No, it's not about traditional
0: claw. Because
1: claw. claws like the guy who killed Black Panther's dad in like a ruthless way, right. and now he's like a goofball. It's real yeah. strange.
0: And uh, what was your coolest moment?
1: My coolest moment was the big Galactus full-page splash of the ship being devoured. I'm a sucker for Kirby dots, Kirby crackle, whatever you want to call mm. it, and I was just packed with it.
0: See. I really liked the moment where we realize Galactus, Reed Richards, and the machine are all gone. They just all vanish together. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, you know, Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards is on the ship and Galactus invites him to have a nice conversation. I thought that was just kind of like a, a kind of cool, fun, unexpected moment. It's part of the wishy-washiness that I dislike, but I, I, I thought in and of itself, like Galactus, has ignored everyone up until this point. Yes. And t- takes the time now to talk with Reed Richards. I like that uh,
1: Reed says that they have tea, which makes me think that Galactus has a giant teacup.
0: <laughs> or a not so giant teacup. Maybe it's, it's just like him taking the tiniest little shots. That of sounds tea. delightful. <laughs> oh. Wh-
1: who is your greatest hero?
0: My greatest hero was Colossus. I think.
1: Oh, for catching the ship?
0: Colossus catches the ship. He searches <laughs> for the X-Men when nobody else is even caring. And he has, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a pity one because Joshi won't pay him any attention.
1: Well, not. Not even a little bit. So
0: I, I just feel like we've, we've given him a lot of crap about the kitty pride and all sorts of stuff that Colossus is kind of goofy about. But I think he did some good stuff in this. He's been on all on his own, and so he sets out all by himself to take on what he assumes is maybe the X-Men dead, or... He he did some good stuff.
1: Uh, Plus, he said, like, Lennon's beard is a curse, which is pretty good.
0: Right, which that, in and of itself, puts him leagues ahead of everybody else for Greatest Hero.
1: So you're going to hate my Greatest Hero. Okay. Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards was my Greatest Hero.
0: Oh, Okay
1: because i feel like he had occasional good ideas like don't go after the machine go after galactus mm-hmm. the wishing washiness is kind of eh, and you know that i love to make fun of reed richards at all possible times
0: mhm
1: but i feel like he was kind of kind of the core of this issue in a way
0: yeah it it was very mr fantastic reed richards centric
1: yes do you have some silly villainy
0: oh absolutely and it You've already kind of touched on it a little bit, but Doctor Doom dissecting Claw was just the best. It was it, it was a perfect example of silly villainy.
1: Yeah, my silly villainy is from that particular conversation when Claw goes, "You talk like you're being recorded," and Doom is like, "Yeah, I record myself." <laughs>
0: Yes! Oh, oh, we almost missed discussing that. How did we almost miss that?
1: Oh, I knew I was going to discuss it.
0: Oh, so
1: it was—it was like confirmation that Doom talks out loud, like all his thoughts, because he's recording himself.
0: Yes, it's fantastic.
1: It's very good. I
0: love you know because we've been talking about in Secret Wars up to this point all of these instances where Doctor Doom is just. Kind of narrating and talking his life where other people would have thought bubbles, he monologues and soliloquies. And, and now, now we know, know why. Now we know why. Um, so, next episode, we're going to be going over issues 10 and 11, getting close to the end of Secret Wars.
1: Yes. So, be sure to tune in to us then. Um, please tweet at us. We are at Chris's Pod on Twitter. We're also at Chris's Pod on Facebook. Mm-hmm.
0: If you do not follow us on Twitter or Facebook, I recommend doing so because in the next few weeks, you may see uh, some posts and surveys up about what crossover we tackle next
1: yeah we're not necessarily even though we started at a very early crossover we're not married to the concept of doing this in chronological order so if you guys had any particularly good ideas of things that would not be too difficult to obtain for us to read then we would definitely be open to that
0: Mm -hmm. so tweet at us any suggestions that you have or post it on our facebook if you've got uh, some thoughts and we'll be putting up some polls for you guys in the next week or so
1: sure please uh rate review subscribe on itunes stitcher google play Mm -hmm. overcast podcast addict however you listen to your Mm podcast
0: share and retweet those shares and retweets help us reach some new people as well
1: yeah and thank you to everybody who followed us this week i think we're at you know a whole 30 followers but you know we're getting there
0: (laughs) and until next time
1: slay your enemies and all you desire shall be yours
0: So Cap insists that Torch goes f- uh, full Nova, goes, no- put- gets on. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he
1: goes full Nova, puts Nova, gets Nova, Nova, Nova.
0: <laughs>
1: Who do you have for your best line?
0: So my best line. <laughs> Who do you have for your best <laughs> line? You want to do that again?
1: Sure.